James Finnis, head of UK Agency, and Andy Harding, head of UK Industrial and Logistics, sat down to discuss the key changes afoot in UK real estate. In the second episode in our three-part series, James and Andy look at the way offices are changing as company needs evolve and working practices adapt. The office market is going through some structural changes at the moment. I mean, obviously, uh, over the last year or so, you know, working from home and uh, uh, and perhaps not utilising office space so intensely. What are some of your occupier clients doing in order to, uh, to deal with perhaps the, the the, the not the need for so much space or you know how, how they are accommodating particularly when they've they're committed to quite long leases I think you raise a number of different points there and I think um, how occupiers return to the office post-covid um, what is the rise size shape and nature of the space uh, is incredibly important I think for me, you know, why, why do people want to be in an office? Innovation, collaboration, you know, the human aspect of actually meeting, greeting and understanding uh, uh, your colleagues, but then also from a client uh, perspective, that hasn't gone away. If anything, you know, COVID has, has demonstrated the importance of that from, uh, 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 particularly from a collaboration perspective uh, and coming up with new ideas. How do, you, how do you inspire your workforce? How do you deliver that brand if you're sat behind a team screen? Um, I think the size piece is, is very difficult to say because we're, you know, people are still trying to work out what the right size shape of their operation will be, how many people will be there, what's their footprint, how does hybrid working uh, deliver. I think what we will see, and we've already seen it, is a sophistication in the flex world. Um, and flex will take up some of the slack from the conventional space rather than the occupier taking the space, uh, fitting it out and having it on a 10 or 15 years. Uh, they will go down a co-working or a flex solution. Uh, now, I do see growth in flex um, within the office market. I see it within retail, within leisure, and potentially uh, within the industrial and logistics world as well. Uh, but if I look at flex, you know, we've got the conventional serviced office space, if I can say it's such a thing, you know, it's now been going for many years within the UK. Um, we're seeing increasing hybrid leasing, where we've got Cat A plus space, where the landlord is undertaking that fit out, taking away the CapEx cost for the occupier. Uh, and then increasingly, we're seeing landlords who are being provided, uh, are providing a white label solution. So a new facility that, that JLL have, where we will take that um, uh, uh, service and we, JLL, will provide all of the different service lines for the landlord to brand up and actually deliver a, a, a serviced office within their space. But I think that, that aligns with how we see the corporate world. Because if I look at how um, the corporate life cycle has changed during my working career, 25, 30 years, um, we've gone from startup to scale up and it's boom or bust very quickly. Um, and the consequence of that from a real estate point of view, real estate is a bit slower. It takes time, as you know, to fit out a, a, a property. And if you're going through your scale up phase, the capital intensity of real estate is very high. Um, so therefore, can you find a way within your environment to make it more flexible? Can you look at the landlord and say, right, landlord, you bear the capex of this and we will turn it into a revenue number. We'll pay you a higher rent, but we want a flexible lease on it. 
um, but we don't want to pay either 70, 100 pounds a foot, whatever it may be to fit out, much rather it sits with the landlord, we will then use that space. Going back to your comment earlier about you know the war for talent, um, from an occupational point of view and from an employee point of view, they want to be in that best space. So if they're with a scale-up who perhaps hasn't spent the, 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 the money on their building, maybe they won't choose to go with them. If they go with a landlord who has done that work for them and is charging them additional rent, then of course that provides them with that, that right environment. Um, so as I say, to answer, to answer the question, how will we see it uh, post-pandemic, post um, we're still in that evolution yeah. phase. People are working it out. Uh, but what we will absolutely see on the back of, uh, of COVID is a change to our working practices. Um, and in my view, a uh, more uh, agility and speed within the real estate process. People want to do deals quickly. They want to be in that right space fast. Um, and waiting for you know, waiting for uh, some space that takes a while to fit out. Is that something that they want to do? You know, it's about getting in there quickly, getting that business going, mm. being able to innovate and collaborate, but at speed. So turning that back on to the industrial logistics world, and we've spoken about this before, flex and service space. Because for me, the densification of INL and going in particular into urban logistics, it feels as though that's something that should be de delivered within the, you know, the urban environment that should be in the town centre. Could that ally, uh, ally with a flex solution? We certainly looked at that in the past. Um, and uh, I think that we've got, we've got some challenges at the moment. Firstly, we haven't got the stock to really play around with it. And indeed, you know, lots of our clients don't really need to worry about it at the moment because you know, they're, they've got well-let portfolios and there's not, not a lot of void. So they're not having to sort of create new product to actually attract occupiers. However, um, I do feel that in certain scenarios, there's some really good opportunities. And um, you know, I've mentioned already today about the, the, the multi-story solution, the intensification of space uh, in, in what we're calling vertical industrial estates. And I, th I think that, um, that they are the opportunities where we can look at that flex model. Um, certainly, a landlord wants to retain their customers. So what, what better to give the, the, the customer the opportunity to grow within that building, within that, within that estate, let's just call it a vertical estate. So being able to provide sort of a bit more flexibility in terms of moving about as you grow, or even if, to be honest, even if you, you contract through some bad times, but you still retain their business, I think is really quite important. And you know, we, we are looking at a couple of opportunities where we can potentially start to look at look at that. Of course, the rents are gonna be that much higher um, to offer that flexibility. But I think some companies, particularly those startup companies, who really don't know how quickly they're gonna grow. And we've seen some great examples of companies who sort of, you've never heard of them before. And then within within sort of nine months, we, they come out household name. I mean, you have you mentioned some of the um, Q Commerce names, you know, the Get Here and, you know, Gorillas, etc. To be honest, a year ago, we hadn't heard of them. And now, you know, everyone knows about them. So and where, where, you know, would they be interested in flex space because they don't know how their business is going to morph and grow so I'm quite I'm very interested to to explore that and I know some of my really uh, innovative clients are looking at that I think the other thing is that you know there, there is the opportunity within that 
an industrial environment to perhaps provide more services for for, for the occupier rather than just a box and uh, they get just get on with it you know maybe if it's a you know a number of let's say boxes together you know maybe there's a, a a bank of offices that could be used on a on a flex basis, you know, on a booking basis. So rather than you know have redundant offices within a within an industrial building, maybe you just can utilise the offices on a you know, on an online booking system. You know, do you look at um, uh, having a um, uh, you know a, a, a bank of uh, uh, forklifts that you can use on a ad hoc basis? You don't need them all the time. Uh, lots of lots of um, Opportunities there that I think um, you know we could we could look at. I, I think that, that the difficulty that I have in answering your question is that um, lots of our clients don't really need to look at that quite at the moment because you know they're 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 they're, they're sitting quite happily with with tenants, good tenants, good covenants in their buildings on a relatively long term basis. Uh, but I do think that the new group of of occupiers coming through and from the pandemic I think people are looking at things slightly differently that flex model could be uh, translated into some industrial space uh, particularly in those inner inner city areas I think that's the key and it feels to me as though it is a sophistication of the market but it feels as though it answers so many of the different questions that we've got on a human scale you know we were talking earlier about a, a flex uh, high density scheme uh, within an urban area, that feels, as you described uh, a moment ago, where you've got industrial logistics, you've got the Q Commerce mixed in with offices, you put a terrace in for collaboration, innovation, you put the coffee bar. That for me feels as though it's uh, it's part of that ecosystem that we're describing. It's providing the facilities to the nearby occupiers, be that build to rent, build to sale, you know, a residential use, be it to an office occupier, an office employer nearby, but it's all part of that service economy uh, that we're growing. Uh, but also from a sustainability perspective, you're then you're you're providing the services very locally, which means from a you know a distance travel distance, you're not putting in that additional uh, congestion. Hopefully, it's EVs rather than diesel or petrol. Um, but you you're not creating that time and that additional cost. Um, because it's provided so, uh, uh, you know, within that urban location, it's provided so centrally. But it feels to me as though that is a, it's a natural extension uh, of where we're going to go. And say from a sustainability perspective, these buildings have got a use and a multi-use for a long period of time. I do think that, that you mentioned uh, the investor and I think clearly that how they look at these buildings uh, mixed use is difficult in some funds. Uh, you know, they want a single product typology. They want office. They want INL. They want resale. I think the investors got to look very closely at how they value them to facilitate these different uses. And potentially, a floor in the building could flip between uses over the course of a couple of years. I think that's going to be a different mindset. And their ability to understand, yes, I'm going to get a higher rent because of the flexibility, but maybe I'm going to get a growth covenant. So. Maybe they haven't got much of a trading history. Maybe they haven't got that financial track record. Uh, but equally, maybe it's quite a short lease. Uh, but it feels as though, you know, perhaps a, an impact of the uh, um, uh, pandemic, but perhaps also our increasing reliance on a subscription economy. You know, I don't own CDs anymore. I've got a Spotify account. You know, I don't own videos anymore. I watch Netflix. I think increasingly, uh, as a uh, you know, as a population, we are 
much more prepared to rent things rather than own them. Um, and the kind of consequence of that, I think that does flow through into how we look at our, our real estate and that flexibility and the transition between, as I say, use classes, uh, uh, but also um, uh, you know, the length of lease and how we're, how we're prepared to sign up on it. It will require some investor change as well, though, because your point's very well made. I've got 10 or 15 years to a fabulous covenant. Why do I want to go down this path? Unless, unless there's a change in demand, unless there's a view either from a planning point of view that I need to do it as part of a wider mixed-use scheme, or if it's you know occupationally, the occupier goes, actually, this is exactly the space that I want because that drives my, my uh, uh, collaboration and innovation.